Hey, thank you for listening to Reformed Eve. I actually wanted to share something I read. Um, It's a C.S. Lewis quote. And if you heard my other podcast, I talked about how C.S. Lewis was a Christian and a lot of his writings were inspired by Christian theology. So he has a very good grasp or had a very good grasp of uh, Christian theology, the Christian mindset. And um, I wanted to read you this quote he wrote about love. And this is why loving somebody is uh, is hard. <laughs> when we're young, or when I was young, I believed that love was a feeling. Those butterflies, I was thinking, man, this is love. Butterflies is love. Oh, so, so many butterflies. <laughs> but the older I became, the more I realized that those butterflies just, as fast as they come, they go. Those butterflies don't last. And when the butterflies are gone, you're left with, oh gosh, he is he is so imperfect. Oh gosh, he does this or that. And sometimes some of the things that um, a significant other can, can do to you are very intolerable and very extremely hard to, um, to accept. But you know, in the Bible, in the Bible, it does say that we should um, not we should try not to be yoked or maybe try not to get with people who don't have the same beliefs because it's going to be an extremely hard road and I'll talk about that in another podcast <laughs> I have so many ideas and there's so much to go into but I'll, I'll go into that some other time so if you're with somebody who doesn't share your beliefs um, it kind of puts your relationship on a, a bit of a shakier foundation You know, if we kind of think about the big bad wolf with like the little pigs in each house, it's like there's a straw house, there's a stick house, and there's that that concrete or that brick house. So if we think of the straw house, um, it's it's a very weak foundation. It's not very strong. It's standing. It looks good from the outside, but it's not, it's not, it doesn't have too much substance to it to keep it up in the case of adversity, which is the wolf. Then there's like the stick house. It's it's stronger it's there the intent is better slightly more uh, thought out architecture right but it's still very weak and then the brick house has layers has bricks these bricks are hard has like that um i don't know that plaster that cement that's put in between the bricks um so it's way more sturdy so if we think of a relationship where one person's a christian and the other person is not um, I would consider that kind of a stick, the stick house. Because in that case, the Christian is the one trying their very best to pull the weight of that whole relationship. Because honestly, without Jesus, there isn't a relationship. And I'm sure you have stories or testimony, testimonies or experiences about trying to change somebody or trying to drag someone to church or trying to be the person keeping everything together, trying to keep Jesus in the center. I remember one time I was with somebody that I tried praying with them and it was so weird. Like they just didn't like praying. They didn't like going to church. I tried dragging him to church and it was a complete fail. Like I, it was really bad. I felt extremely discouraged because I felt like nothing I can do could make his heart like alive with God. So let me read this C.S. Lewis quote with that intro and this is what it says. To love at all is to be vulnerable. Love anything and your heart will be wrung and possibly broken.
If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give it to no one, not even an animal. Wrap it carefully round with hobbies and little luxuries. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness. But in that casket, safe, dark, motionless, airless, it will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, impenetrable, irredeemable. To love is to be vulnerable. When I read this, I had to read it like three times because I was thinking, what does that mean? Is he being sarcastic? And then I realized, yeah, he was kind of being sarcastic, like saying, okay, go ahead, don't love. But over time, your heart's going to turn into a rock. And what's what, what does that mean for you? It means that you're closing yourself up to possibilities, closing yourself up. And I know why you're doing it. You're doing it because you want to protect yourself. You're doing it because you don't want anyone to hurt you. But what if Jesus did that to us? What if Jesus did say to God, you know what? Let this cup pass over me. I don't want to do this. These people are not worth it. I don't want to suffer just for people who are going to be like blasphemy and sodomy and all this weird stuff. Like, I, I'm just not going to do it. Forget about this plan. I'm just leaving right now. Like, pretend Jesus did that. There would be no salvation. We would all be just headed straight toward death and that's it like worse things right <laughs> but jesus didn't do that jesus suffered so that we can be saved jesus suffered for people that don't even believe in him jesus suffered for these people that that made fun of him mocked him um cast lots over his clothes he suffered for the people that um just completely just denied his existence, denied his importance, and people who continue to this day pretend he's nothing and no one. He died for them. And they're so, like, ignorant of him or ignorant of his love. And it's really just beyond my mind. But I, I know and understand there's people out there that, that don't care about Jesus. But he loves them. And God loves them. Let me read you 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. And I know you've heard it a lot of times, but I, I'm going to read it because this talks about what love is. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. 1 Corinthians 16:14. Let all that you do be done in love. John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. 1 John 4, 8 Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. 1 Peter 4, 8 Above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. Colossians three fourteen says And above all these, put on love which binds everything together in perfect harmony. 
1 Corinthians 13, 13. So now faith, hope, and love abide. These three, but the greatest of these is love. So there's way many more quotes on love. And these are just a few, like a handful, if, if that. So what it shows is that we don't deserve it, but we're loved. We don't deserve it because we sin. We don't deserve it because we use God's name in vain. We don't deserve it because we've cast Jesus aside to look cool for other people. We've put him aside to try to keep up some weird image for social media or for our friends. We put him aside when, you know, maybe when you went to a strip club. We put him aside when you got drunk at that party and and got extremely uh, sick, right? Or me, who knows, right? (laughs) We put Jesus aside and he loves us and forgives us and he will not stop forgiving us and loving us. As long as we come to him with an honest heart, an open heart, as long as we're like completely honest with him, okay? Because like we know in the Bible it says God can't be mocked. We can't mock him. He knows your intentions. He knows your heart. What are you about? How do you feel? I understand it's hard to love. I understand you don't want to forgive. But not forgiving is like purposely drinking poison. You are hurting yourself. Honestly, the other person sometimes could could not even care less that you are poisoning yourself. And you don't deserve that. You don't deserve to poison yourself. It's hard to love because you have to open your heart to be vulnerable. To close your heart, we both know, is being selfish, right? I've done it before. I've closed my heart. I was selfish. I completely closed it off to the point where it withered up and died. What was left was just nothing but a rock with all any moisture completely sucked out of it. It was was scary, actually, because then I became someone that... I'm not. I love to be funny. I love to be sweet. I love to be kind. I love to be giving. Certain people, they they try to rob you of that. And you have to discern for yourself. Is this the devil's influence? Who's doing this to me? Why is this happening to me? Is this separating me from God? If you notice that the events going on, the relationship you're in is separating you from God, you have to have... Go to a quiet room, have an earnest heart-to-heart conversation with God. Clear the table, ask for forgiveness. Start on a clean slate and tell God, here I am. Here I am, Lord. Please tell me what to do. Please tell me what areas in my life I need to work on. Show me, light the way. I wanna know what's going on. I wanna know how to fix this. Should I leave this situation? Should I stay and work at this? Do you want me to work through you, through this hate and pain, to get through this person so they could see you? Do you want me to go a separate path? Only God can tell you. I don't know your situation personally. I just know that only God knows your heart, but he can only talk to you through the Holy Spirit. If you start on a clean slate, put the sins aside, and, and just like Jesus, 
Keep your heart vulnerable. It's going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt. But please don't become a rock. Because the rock is actually, like I say, like the devil's playground. The devil will take hold. The devil will put these seeds in your mind. The devil will make you believe that not loving is good. But when you stop loving, you stop becoming Christ-like. Because Christ loves and Christ forgives. And I know that's easier said than done. And I'm going to tell you right now, my someone I was with, or my ex-husband, <laughs> uh, he, he was so completely inundated with pornography that it completely destroyed us it was so hard to forgive the things that he did to me in the beginning of our relationship uh he did cheat on me with someone when he was away and i found out about it later and i i couldn't believe how hurtful it was and i really did love him and i really did want to be with him and I really tried so hard to take him to church, to pray with him. He was just completely addicted. His addiction completely overtook him and I was nothing. Our children, we were just nothing. Porn was everything and I had to leave because it was destroying me to the point of wanting to destroy myself. And I felt the claws of the devil deep in my heart. I didn't even really want to love again. I I expected love to be just something that is full of hate, is full of hurt, and it was just easier to disconnect. It was easier to disconnect and focus on the hate and just be hateful. But I feel like I have forgiven him. I have forgiven him and I had to. Because holding on to the hate and the memories, uh, it was actually doing more damage to me than it was to him. So maybe forgiveness can be another, another topic in a future podcast. Forgiveness is a very hard subject. Um, but what I just want to invite you to do today is this. Whatever you're facing, whether it's with your children, significant other, if it's something you're battling, go into a quiet room, put your heart out, start the slate clean. If the Lord tells you to keep your heart vulnerable, consider opening that heart. If love is still there, there is a chance. But Jesus has to be in the center. If Jesus is not in the center, it is not going to work. It's a straw house. It's going to fall. The first little blow of anything is going to fall. Both have to always come back to Jesus. It's kind of like when you're playing tag, you know, there's a base. So everybody has to go back to base or like maybe first base. I don't know. Like there's there's this place to go to. Everybody has to go to. So once you leave that area and you run around, you're grabbing flags, whatever. You have to go back to base. That base needs to be Jesus. No matter what craziness is going on, you both always know you can come back. And just grab Jesus. Just just both grab him together. Just just reach out for him. Make sure he is number one. If he is not number one, it is not going to work out. Do your effort. Put your part. Put Jesus in the center. 
if you do that, whatever happens in the future, you won't have regrets because you know you have tried. You have tried. And just get that knowledge right now. Jesus needs to be in the center. So I hope that something that I said resonated within you. And I really hope that whatever you're going through is resolved. And if you would like me to pray with you or pray for you, please send me a message on my Instagram at Reformed Eve. R-E-F-O-R-M-E-D-E-V-E. And if you have any requests for future podcasts or have any questions or ideas, just let me know. Thank you so much and have a great day and I wish you the very, very best.